At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour two of the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We are just a couple days away from the second major of the golf season. It is the PGA Championship, and it will be taking place at Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, you know, we come back from break. Our network, uh, we're, we're, we're fortunate enough to be voiced by Brent Musburger uh-huh. in his Famous line is, you are looking live. Well, Sean, we are listening live to a gentleman who is in Tulsa, Oklahoma right now. That is Steve Sands from the Golf Channel. Steve, always a pleasure, my friend. How's Tulsa? I mean, it's one thing to hear Brent Musburger introduce Sean King as a Super Bowl champion. Then I have to hear it from you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um... I, I gotta if know got, if we could have got if we could have gotten Turk to not dribble that football back to the holder, Sean King would not have won another playoff game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old Turk brothers. Yeah, man, listen, Turk, somebody's oh, child. Y'all well, be nice you know, to Turk. and he, and here's <laughs> and here's the thing: he's trying to convince me all last week that FedEx Field is some uh, some vaunted uh, home field advantage. I said, Sean, you got to learn something. Us, uh, us. Commander fans like you are, Steve, you live and die with the the Durs there. Um, yeah, you know we uh, we know one thing: people don't show up to that crummy stadium. No, they do show up. They just show up in green and blue and you know, orange. <laughs> they, just, they don't they don't show up in burgundy and gold. That's all. Hey, 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 new new year, new name, new fan base. Yeah, did you see the line for the uh, for the store on the on the unveil? It was uh, it was like. It was like 12 deep. It was packed, man. It was huge. All right. Well, we bring Steve on. We could hold, we could talk for hours with Steve, uh, but we have hard outs, so let's get to the business at hand. Let's start with the, uh, the most famous gentleman outside of yourself that'll be uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and that's Tiger Woods. Um, depending on where you look, I, let's just call it a pick uh, for him to make the cut. What are your expectations of Tiger this week? You know, I, I thought that Things were going to go really well for Tiger. I don't think he's going to put up something in contention on Sunday. 
the forecast has changed. Have you guys seen the forecast? I have not. And you want to, if you want to jump, I don't know what the total is right now for the winning score, but it is supposed to howl here on Thursday and Friday. Like supposed to be really, really windy. Things are going to get really difficult in those first two days. Now it's not supposed to be nearly as windy on the weekend, but those first couple of days are going to be tough. So, you know, Tiger, having not played a lot of tournament golf, um, you know, having not played a lot of golf recently where you're, you have ropes and cameras and adrenaline and, you know, all those fans and you've got to put pencil to paper at the end of the 18. I think that, you know, it'll be much more challenging for Tiger and the rest of the guys on Thursday and Friday uh, than we originally thought it would be the first couple of days, you know, a couple of days ago. That forecast is, you know, right now calling for big time wind on Thursday and Friday, which is going to be really challenging uh, for a guy like Tiger. Because remember, when you're absent from the game as long as he has been to, and I know he played well, you know, for the most part, the first couple of days at Augusta, uh, you know, the, the weather there wasn't that bad as far as wind is concerned. And here the way it's going to be windy. So when you, when you haven't hit the ball as often as he normally would, or as normally as he'd like, uh, some of that crispness perhaps can go away and, you know, he can use his experience and he can use his greatness. I go, but if you're a little bit on the rusty side, that wind can be awfully tricky. Well, let's get to it. 271 and a half is the over-under for the winning score on Sunday at Southern Hills, uh, uh, Steve. So would you look uh, over that? Yeah, I don't I don't think someone's getting the 271. Not with the way the forecast is right now. Now, it's only Monday night. Uh, things can obviously change weather-wise, but, man, that, that's, it's going to be really tough Thursday and Friday. Um, I'd be curious, what – was there a number you guys can call up while we're doing this of low round of the day? 63 and uh, a half. 271. Ooh, man. I, I don't think anybody's getting a 63 on Thursday. I mean, there's no way. Um, and, and not if the wind stays the way it's supposed to stay. Again, it's only Monday night. Lots can change. But the forecast is for pretty high winds Thursday and Friday. Uh, I, would go, I would go high. I would, I would go high on the total, and I would go high uh, on the low round of the day on Thursday. And then, so with that being said, and like you said, it's Monday, so keep keep an eye on it, monitor it all. I'm looking at it right now. the the uh, The cut line is currently 144 and a half. So essentially, anyone uh, even uh, they're saying would not make it. So if we're looking at some plus pri- uh, some plus scores making the cut for the weekend, uh, and with the projected wins, would you once again look over 144 and a half for the cut line? Yeah, I would. Um, I definitely would. So here's the thing. So 20 PGA club professionals play in this. Mm-hmm. You know, very rarely does one of those guys make it. It's a great field. I mean, it's, you know, it's 100 out of 100 as far as the best players in the world. But when you get into the depth, as opposed to being 156 players, you're really talking about 136 guys. Now, people might think that's not that big of a deal, but that really is for the PGA Tour professionals. Um, to the club pros, they're just trying to make the slice and, and get to the weekend and have four fun days here. Um, but they don't make it very often. Those scores are going to be high. So I, I, I also think the play is going to be slow because of that wind on Thursday and Friday, and that's annoying uh, to PGA Tour players. I, I, would, I would go high there. I, I'm pretty confident on a Monday night. I would wait, see how the forecast plays out, but 
to me that that I'd keep an eye on the forecast and I would keep an eye on that number as well. I, I just don't think that I don't think anybody's going to get that low on those first couple of days. Hey, Steve, as we're trying to pinpoint who exactly is going to win the PGA Championship, can we take anything away from the Byron Nelson? Uh, K.H. Lee kind of shot up and you know played a spectacular round, but also uh, Matsuyama. Uh, Jordan Spieth and Scotty Scheffler, some of these guys, you know, played extremely well Saturday and Sunday. Can we take anything from the Byron Nelson as, you know, it pertains to the PGA? 100%, Sean. I'm a big believer in not just horses for courses, because K.H. Lee has now won back-to-back years at TPC Craig Ranch outside of Dallas. But if you go back to 2007, now Tiger won a lot, (laughs) a whole lot. But he also won the week before the PGA in 2007, and then it came here to Southern Hills, and he was a winner. I think K.H. Lee will ride momentum into this week. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned Hideki Matsuyama. Hideki Matsuyama is one of the greatest ball strikers in the world. If the putter cooperates, Hideki's always in the mix. The putter warmed up a little bit last week in Dallas at the Byron Nelson. His back issues seem to be gone um, because he's playing well. And you know he's going to hit the ball well. And in windy conditions, give me a ball striker. Uh, ball strikers always succeed in windy conditions. It's difficult to putt in the wind, but it's more difficult to hit the ball you know, online if you're not a crisp ball striker. And Hideki is as great a ball striker as there is on the planet. So I think he rides a little momentum into this PGA as well. That Justin Thomas showed a little life last week. Clearly, Spieth did as well. Spieth trying to win the career grand slam this week. Only five of the guys in the history of the sport have done it. Um, and, and Jordan has a lot of pressure on him this week to try to accomplish that feat. Uh, but he comes in here playing well as well. Talk once again to our good friend Steve Sands from the Golf Channel. PGA Championship getting going on Thursday in Tulsa uh, at Southern Hills Country Club. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, uh, world number one, Masters champ. Uh, you know, you and I, and I think Sean, we all think similarly. We don't want to play the favorite, but he has gone on record and said this is his favorite course. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare and he's as hot as any golfer in the world uh and and fading him has been uh, not a profitable experience if you've been doing that this uh this golf season. So Scotty Scheffler, uh, what do you like about him? And and would you be willing, you know, at 11 to one to put a little bit on Scotty Scheffler? I would not play Scotty this week. Um, in fact, I would probably fade him this mm. week in matchups. Um, I, there's a couple of things. One is guys just don't win back-to-back majors. 
Now, like I said to you, Tim, you know, a month ago or right after the Masters, we have to wait and see if Scotty is on a heater or if he's actually great and is going to be an all-time player. And that comes with time. If he wins this week, then he has cemented himself as, as someone who's not just hot, but he's also great when it comes to winning back-to-back major championships. He loves the golf course, which is a huge thing, has a ton of confidence. The first major championship he's ever played in where he actually is a major champion already. Um, and he has all those victories, four of them, in those six starts from Scottsdale all the way to Augusta. The only reason I don't like him this week is Scotty is a – two reasons. One is guys just don't win back-to-back majors. That's just not how it works, and, and not in this sport. And the other reason is he's a tremendous ball striker. His short game is outrageous, um, and he's, he's a, when he's putting well, he's as hot as can be. He's a really high ball hitter. He's a Texas guy, so he knows what it's like to play in the wind. He knows what it's like to play on golf courses in this part of the country. I just don't love the high ball hitter when it's windy. Mm. And those first two days, if I keep going back to the wind, guys, they play the game outdoors, so you've got to talk about it. If, if it is windy, I don't love Scotty Sheffield the first couple of days. If he hangs in there the first couple of days and he's around – you know, the leaderboard comes Saturday, Sunday, look out. But I'm just not sure on those first couple days for Scotty just yet. He is Steve Sands from the Golf Channel. Steve, always appreciate it. Enjoy yourself. Don't get too crazy down there in Tulsa, okay? Nah, we love Tulsa. Great stakes. Go get a ticket. <laughs> the Commanders are winning the NFC East. <laughs> What's the total? Of, oh, come on. And I win the <laughs> We gotta go. It's the nightcap here on Vison. <laughs> this is the nightcap on Vison, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Good stuff from Steve Sands, and uh, always something to keep an eye on. That weather, Sean. Uh-huh. Got to keep an eye on the yeah, weather. Yeah, true. Got to keep an eye. Southern Hills, uh, that'll start on Thursday. Fading Scotty Scheffler, like I said, has not been a profitable endeavor so far this golf season. I believe I faded him after his first win, and that did not work out well. Yeah, I backed him into Byron Nelson, and he didn't do anything. So you know, He let me down. You can find matchups all over the place. Here at Circa... Xander Shoffley plus 125 in a matchup against Scotty Scheffler. Oh. What? I think I'm going to keep it all. I think I'm going to bet my Asian brethren in the PGA. <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to go Morikawa, Matsuyama, and KH Lee. All right. Then throw in a small tiger with them and sit back and relax. Tiger to do what? I'll have him to make the cut and to. Tiger's never gonna win at sixty-five to one, and I don't have it. Just so you know, like, 
Yeah. I mean, you you are a man who who bet the Reds to win the division, so you like giving donations away. So well, we'll cool. that's yet to be be seen. We'll see. Quick They're playing uh, better. Quick, true or false? Are the Reds still the worst team in baseball? True or false? They've won. They're six and four in their last ten. Uh, I'm sorry, that, that's not the answer I was looking for. Well, true or false? Are they the worst team in Major League Baseball? I mean, they're six and four in their last ten. We'll work our way back. Baseball's a, a slow grind. It's a long season. Uh, they're 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 nine and twenty six, and you know they. They, listen, they listen, threw listen, a no-hitter on you Sunday. You can hate all you want. When, they threw a no-hitter. When me and Aaron are over there picking up these bags of cash, you just don't come. Bags of cash for what? For the Reds winning the NL Central. I mean, you, you want to go throw another one down? Nope. Why not? I got enough. Yeah? Yeah. I got enough. So how much are you down now? 60 bucks. 60 bucks. Yep. Man, think about how much... Quality enjoyment you could have for sixty dollars. You could have all I want you to do. Matter of fact, you you can be our cameraman. When me and Aaron walk over to cash the ticket, you can be our cameraman. You can follow us, and we can talk about this. Is what happens when you don't have faith? When you don't believe? So what? What do I get to do the day they're officially eliminated from NL Central? Then you can peacock contention. Like when it's when it's August eleventh, and you said that's when they take over first. But like their magic number will be like six hey, to be eliminated. That's when you peacock. You can say you were right, I was wrong. I mean, it's okay. I mean, I know I'm going to be right. Well, good. But hell of a weekend, though. I got other things going through right. A no, I'm not, I'm not through trying a no to argue with you. I got the Dodgers. They're down two zero. I got the. Uh, you were just fired today. I got the A's. I think they're down two one. Last time I checked. Jeez. Then I had to call. I had the Rockies the other day. They couldn't beat the darn Royals. You know, now they want to play like, you know, World Series contenders against the Giants. I hope they lose by five. <laughs> <laughs> Not good for you. The Brewers won one nothing. So you're yeah, catching the Brewers. I saw that. Uh, they're they're pitching battle today against just, the Braves. They're just thirteen and a half. Astros games and up. Reds. Uh, Astros and Red Sox in a dog fight too. Yeah, it was a long rain delay, so they're just back in action. Three to three, Astros and Red Sox at uh, at Fenway Park uh, there in Boston. So late night affair uh, in Boston. Um, always a pleasure though to to chat with our good friend Steve Sands down yeah. there in Tulsa. Uh, fading Scotty Scheffler just doesn't like uh, history. Not on the side of Scheffler winning back to back majors, um, but he said check back in tomorrow about some shot play plays that he likes. So uh, just with the wind, and he'll be out on the course. He, I think he just arrived today. So we'll uh, we'll check in with with Steve, and we'll see what uh, I'll relay what he uh, what his thoughts are. Obviously, we'll talk to Wes and 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 Brady at some point too. The Long Shots crew, uh, as we always like to check in with those guys uh, heading into a major, and uh, make sure to keep your eyes on Veasan.com, Point Spread Weekly, all of that this week. We'll have great content for the PGA Championship. Uh, taking place at Southern Hills starting yeah, I know on what I'm Thursday. Gonna do. What are you going to do? I told you. Me and my Asian brother, we're going to do a foursome. Tiger, Morikawa, Matsuyama, KH Lee. That's how we're rolling. You know Colin Morikawa is American, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Let's get back to the NBA. Because we're going to talk a little bit more. We're going to talk more Warriors coming up bottom of the hour. Monty Poole from NBC Sports Bay Area, will join us. 
Um, He's Asian American. We will... Uh, looking at some exactas out there for championship series opportunities. Anything strike you uh, that you would look to play uh, in a NBA championship series? So we've got Celtics against Warriors. That would be Celtics, even money, Warriors minus 120. Heat over Warriors, plus 170 for the Heat. Warriors minus 190. Mavericks, even money. And the Heat minus 120. And then the Celtics minus 190. Mavericks plus 170. These are the uh, the potential NBA final series prices uh, at Westgate Superbook. Anything jump out at you in these uh, in these matchups? Oh. Not really. Not really. I don't even know what series I'm rooting for. So it's just, I'll just, I, I feel know. like you want the Mavericks. Those are your guys. They, they brought you home your ticket. Yeah. I can go with the Mavericks. Yeah? Yeah. I just, I, again, I feel just so disgusted because I missed the opportunity last week to bet them to win it all and Luka at 16-1. That was, I mean, that was a great call by you and yeah. seeing that. I just, I really was surprised at seeing the Suns crap the bed like they did. Oh, wasn't. I mean, this is a team that 64 and 18 looked like they had very few holes in their game, were fully healthy. I know there's reports now that, you know, Chris Paul was dealing with a quad injury. But I just, look, in, I know how good Luke is, and he was the best player on the floor. But Devin Booker was first-team All-NBA as, I guess that hasn't come out officially, but will be first-team All-NBA with Luka. And I, I just felt like this was a team that was overlooked a little bit all throughout the uh, the season and playing with that, you know, chip on their shoulder, all that. Up 2-0, up, up 3-2. And I, I was surprised to see them not only lose, but to get absolutely embarrassed. To have 27 points at the half is an absolute joke. I mean, 27 points at halftime hey, in an NBA game? I was watching. In a closeout? It. I was just a surprise. Good Lord. I mean, you were peacock and you were happy. I was. I mean, I was. I like being right. It was It was a great call. So. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it feels like if you're going to force me to do something, then you, gotta, you almost have to go Golden State. But I think I think Dallas can beat Golden State. I do too. I haven't decided yet, Sean, because, and we'll talk to Monty. Maybe Monty can uh, change our minds here coming up bottom of the hour. But you know, for me, I said it. Even though they they took out you know the Pelicans, or not the Pelicans, the Grizzlies. Yeah, Game Six, Clay was tremendous, and he was you know feeling himself, and it's Game Six, Clay, and and all of that. He still lost a step defensively. We talked about it with Dieter Kurtenbach. Yeah. I mean, he's not the same. Clay Thompson, Otto Porter missed Game Six. He should be back. They don't have Gary Payton the second. Which, if you're a championship caliber team, losing a role player shouldn't be that detrimental. But it is a loss. I mean, it's a, it's a yeah, really he brings quality an energy and aggressiveness, the physicality, player. yeah, to what they're doing. I can see that. I got a question for you about your sons. Not my sons anymore. Do they break this thing up? Yeah. Because they got a big decision on whether or not they're going to pay Aiton. 
I think they do. The max contract. Of course, Chris Paul's. He's 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 been old for about a decade now, so like he's really old now. Well, he's under contract for two more years. Pretty, I, I think, I think Aiton is is gone. That's just my gut. <laughs> I mean, Sarver, their owner, historically doesn't like to get into the tax and all of that. Um, I think this is. Uh, I think this was the last go of it. They tried a little bit of a tweak. Um, you know, maybe you can get some. I think there's some real questions about paying in this day and age and looking at how the Mavericks kind of expose them. You look at the true big, Sean. Can you really afford to pay a big max dollar? Let me interesting. They got some big decisions to make in Phoenix. Indiana was apparently sniffing around around the trade deadline about DeAndre Ayton. It didn't go anywhere, but I think we could see a big move. He's on his way to the Bullets. Now the Wizards. The Wizards. Well, <laughs> one trade for the Wizards helped out the Mavericks quite a bit. How are the Warriors going to slow down Luka? Talk to Monty Poole next. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. We keep it rolling here on the nightcap alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray, and we have two NBA playoff series about to get going. Tomorrow night, Heat and Celtics get uh, tipped off, I should say, 8.30 in the East. And then, come Wednesday night in the Bay Area, good to have the Warriors back in the Western Conference Finals as the Warriors will take on the Luka-led Dallas Mavericks and a man who's been covering the Warriors for quite some time, doing a great job as always out in the Bay Area. It is Monty Poole who joins us right now. And Monty, the question I'm sure that is being asked by every Warriors fan and every uh, Warriors coach right now, how do you stop number 77? So what is Monty Poole doing Wednesday night to try to slow down Luka Doncic? Uh, uh, Luca would torch me. <laughs> he, he, he would barbecue me in about 30 seconds. So, uh, I got no shot. Uh, and, and the way he played in the first two rounds of this uh, postseason, uh, it's going to be tough for anybody to have a real legitimate shot to stop him. But, you know, you, you can try to make him uncomfortable, try and slow him down, try and force him into committing silly fouls and make him work on defense which is I expect the Warriors to do all those things. Uh, primarily, Andrew Wiggins will get the primary assignment, uh, which is typical. That's what he had during the regular season when they played. Uh, but the way the Warriors do things is that when they face a scorer like that, um, they tend to send them in waves. In other words, they'll send Andrew Wiggins one possession. Then they'll, so, they'll go play Thompson. You know, They'll go Draymond Green. They'll go Jonathan Kaminga. They'll send different looks. It's how they played uh, James Harden when the Warriors and Rockets were battling for the Western Conference supremacy there for several years. It's the very same thing, except for with the Harden, they did have Andre Iguodala, uh, who was another really good defensive player who could, who could help uh, in those situations. And Andre uh, certainly won't play in the first couple games, and maybe at some point in the series, I know he was on the court today dribbling around. Uh, maybe he will be cleared at some point in the next few days, but uh, he won't be around for games one and two, so it's going to be interesting. But, yeah, Andrew Wiggins will be the main guy, and that's the way Luke has been playing, I think you start by saying, I wish you luck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Monty, I think the best defense is a great offense, and 
we finally got to yeah. see something that looked close to prime Clay Thompson. 30 points, 11 to 22, 8 of 14 from three. Actually chipped in eight rebounds and three blocks as well. And Clay really needed this, and I think the Warriors' offense needed it. How close are they back to being in full rhythm? They've seemed a little out of sync, not consistently as potent and efficient as they have been. Do you think they're close to getting back? You know, honestly, um, they really haven't been in. This is the best they've looked. I'll start there. This is the best they've looked all season. Uh, well, since the 1st of, of January. Uh, they were terrific the first two months of the season. They had the best record in the league through New Year's Day. Uh, but from the first week of January until the end of the regular season, they were basically a 500 team. Uh, and they lost a lot of games that they just gave away. And, you know, I wondered, would they ever recover and, and you know, find themselves again? Well, they're 8-3 in the playoffs. Uh, you know, they still are making some silly mistakes. You know, the turnovers are coming in waves at times, the silly turnovers. Um, but they have a confidence about themselves that they will be able to find a way to win close games. And generally, that serves them well. Um, and, and so against Memphis, it was a different story where, you know, the game plan for John ja Morant, and so when Ja went down, they had to really start from scratch. They had to basically rip up the game plan because they knew what they wanted to do with John. And the Grizzlies are a totally different team without Ja. They're a really good team, but they're totally different. And so, but Andrew Wiggins <clears throat> stepped in and said, uh, before game six, he told Mike Brown, who was the acting head coach when Steve Kerr was out with COVID health and safety protocols. Andrew went to Mike Brown and said, let me, let me guard Tyus Jones. He's been hurting us. Let me guard him. And Tyus Jones basically disappeared in game six. Uh, I mean, now Tyus Jones is no Luca, so don't get it twisted. But, <laughs> but 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 it speaks to it speaks to Andrew's willingness to take up a challenge, and you know, and he knows that he knows Luca is going to be the guy. We talked to Andrew today, and he, he understands what's coming. And he told me before the playoffs even began, he said, "This is the time when people do things that they get remembered by." And he's been really good through the first two rounds. I mean. His scoring has been okay, but he's doing all the things they've asked him to do. He's rebounding better than he ever has. Uh, he's defending well. Uh, he's doing all the little things that you need to see done by a guy in his position, uh, which he's playing a lot of power forward minutes. So he's doing all those things. But Luke is a different challenge, and you're right. You know, if, if the Warriors can put up points, whether it's Clay or Steph or Jordan Poole, uh, it's going to be that may be their pathway to success because. This series, I think, is mostly going to be of two teams that like to play small. And I think the tallest player on either team in the rotation is uh, Maxi Kleber. You know, he's 6'10". And after that, it's, you know, I think Dwight Powell plays, you know, he plays in the rotation starts, but he doesn't play heavy minutes. The Warriors don't have anybody over 6'9", which is Kavon Looney and uh, also Nemanja Bilica, who, who may or may not play, you know, important minutes. So... The Warriors want to make the Mavericks run. The Mavericks want to slow the Warriors down. Luca loves that half-court thing where he can just kind of dribble away and try and poke away and, and work a switch and get his favorite matchup and go to work. It's a lot like, and Steve Kerr pointed, pointed this out today, it's a lot like James Harden when he was with the Rockets you know, three or four years ago where he would dribble away for 10, 15 seconds looking for the right situation that he thought would benefit him and he had, you know, they play a lot of four and five out, 
with shooters around him. They, the Rockets had the Eric Gordons and other guys that could shoot it. Well, the Mavericks play a lot like that, you know, whether it's Kleba or Dorian Finney-Smith, Dinwiddie, uh, a lot of guys who can sh- – Bartons, guys who can shoot the three. So, um, so yeah, it, it's going to be a matchup of teams who, that want to play at different paces but teams that both both are really comfortable playing small uh, small lineups. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a very, very intriguing series. Yeah, I agree. We're talking to Monty Poole from NBC Sports Bay Area. Monty Poole, NBCS on Twitter. Monty, Jordan Poole, um, you know, it, it's funny to look at the game log and just to kind of re- retrace your memory. You know, first couple games of each playoff series, he was out of this world and then uh, you know, struggled a little bit, especially there in the end of the Memphis series. How much does this Warriors need consistency from Jordan Poole on the offensive side? Uh, they're going to need more, but I think in this series than they did last series. Um, and, and the thing is, is Jordan, you know, he goes into a series. This is his first time in the postseason, and, right. and he's getting an introduction. Welcome to the NBA postseason, buddy, because it's not a joke. <laughs> uh, so he, he gets in there. And, and, you know, and he tears it up the first couple of games and then, you know, here come the adjustments mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and so he has to adjust and that's been difficult for him. You know, he kind of likes to play a certain style of, of, of basketball and it generally works, but he's having to think a little bit more than he had before. And so uh, I'm curious to see how he starts off on game one on Monday, on Wednesday night, because I, th- I think that I, I want to see how the Mavericks will guard the Warriors small lineup, meaning, Jordan and Clay and Steph with Draymond and Wiggins. And that's been their kind of go-to lineup when they really want to take off. And unlike Phoenix, you know, where the Mavericks could basically say, okay, you know what we're going to do? We are going to make sure that Chris Paul does not get where he he wants to go. We're going to choke him off at every opportunity. He wants to be a mid-range shooter. We're not going to let that happen. He wants to rub off screens. We're not going to let that happen. Uh, But the Warriors, though, have two guys that, really are good playmakers. And that's Steph and Jordan. They both are guys who are willing to, uh, to be, to play point guard and they're combo guards. And so I'm curious to see how the Mavericks play this because Steph, when Jordan's in a lot of times, Steph is off the ball. And when and there are times when they flip flop and, and all of a sudden Steph has the ball and Jordan's off the ball, but generally speaking, Jordan's on the ball and Steph is off the ball as is clay. And that's a lot of running around. <laughs> so uh, you know, the Mavericks are a very switch-heavy team, and, and they have a lot of length. Uh, but I do want to see how they match up against that three-guard lineup that the Warriors like to go to because uh, Jordan is – his first his first step is lightning quick. Um, but Dallas is really good at building walls and, and rubbing off screens and, and just – their switchability is like symphonic almost. It's really good. And – you know, you saw what happened to the, the Suns over the last few games where it's like Chris couldn't get anything he wanted. And Devin Booker was really quiet <laughs> because they couldn't get to their spots. So Jason Kidd, head coach, and Sean Sweeney, his defensive guy, his assistant, they did a masterful job in that series. And I'm really curious to see what they cook up against the Warriors, especially against the Warriors' small lineup of when they have the three guards, Poole and, and Thompson and Curry out there. I want to see how that, how that plays out. Monty, 20 seconds. Your prediction for the series. I went with Warriors in seven, um, and that's because I think they're experienced. Uh, and, and sometimes experience is overrated, but we're going to find out. He is Monty Poole. No Great one covers stuff, the Monty. Warriors better than Monty Poole out there at NBC Sports Warriors Bay Area. In seven. Monty, appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care.
Follow him on Twitter at MontyPoolNBCS. It's the Nightcap here on Visa. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Spring Special is here for only 59 bucks. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vsin.com and subscribers will have access to all of it that includes adam burke's daily mlb best bets jonathan von tobel will have his best bets through that nba playoffs andy mcneil breaking it down on the ice we'll have lots of nfl preseason coverage as well also golf got a major championship this weekend ufc and much more if you want that full vsin experience with features, a daily best bet email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost, only 59 bucks through July 31st. Just imagine, Sean King put 60 bucks down on the Reds to win the NL Central. You could get everything at VEASAN for 59 bucks. What a better way to spend 60 bucks. VEASAN.com slash spring. <laughs> Reds are winning the Central. No, they're not. Uh, I'm a peacock in your face so hard. They have nine wins, Sean. Me and Aaron might get a couple of thousand and ones just so we can come back and... and, and Please do. Rain ones on you. Nine. Just saying. You need to win. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. A lot of baseball games to yeah, win. There's a, a lot division. of baseball left. They'll be fine. They're 13 Pitching is starting to come around. It's May 16th. They're 13 and a half games out. This puts a no-hitter in their last game. Yeah, they didn't win. All right. It's actually not technically a no-hitter because they didn't pitch the ninth. Baby steps. You need to win more games. How about Pujols getting a couple of... <laughs> yeah, threw, threw an inning. Was it... Uh, I think it was... Players with 600 home runs and have pitched an inning. <laughs> Babe Ruth and Albert Pujols are the uh, is the list. I wonder what the threshold was because it was 15-2 when he got in. Yeah, and it got to 15 to six. I wonder what would it have taken for them to actually have gotten serious. Like, okay, hold on. You very rarely see position players pitch unless you're a Rays fan. Unless no, 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 unless they're losing, right? 
Right. Very rarely do they come in. I know they were up 13 runs, but very rarely do you see a position player pitching. Uh, I really wonder what was, I really wonder what was the cutoff. I bet you it wasn't because 15 to two to 15 to six is it's not code red, but it's like okay, let's go ahead and uh, stop playing around. I mean, he gave up two homers. <laughs> Got a lifetime ERA of 36 now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's good for him. They were having fun, and the and the Cardinals, man, they spanked them. I bet the Giants that day too. Did you? So, yeah, last night. I'm like, we can't even score off a of Pujols. Well, they did. They they scored off Pujols. Well, they did. They're supposed to still be at the plate with Pujols pitching. Evan Longoria asked for the baseball after he got a single to left. <laughs> like they should still be at the plate. My Rays lost the day. Just ridiculous. What's going on in baseball right now? You see, you seem down. I need, I need to. Need I'm to, not down. It's a long feel, weekend. I know. I feel it's like, a long weekend. I feel like the baseball. My emotions had me very, very. Your light, stretched. your lightning one. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't easy. It's game seven. What'd then you... I'm sitting there with a bunch of Rangers fans. So of course, oh. yesterday went down to the wire. Then I've got to watch Calgary, Dallas. Shout out to Ottinger, the. Uh, Dallas Stars goalie. I mean, he was in God mode last night. I'm bummed because I wanted to fly to Boston and like ask coach to put me in for the Bucks. So I've probably been their second best offensive player. And then I'm sweating the Mavs. Like the start of the Mavs game. Cause I'm like, gosh, I lost my pre-flop bet on the Bucks. Am I gonna lose my pre-flop on the Mavs too? Of course, that didn't last long, but at the same time, I think the uh There was nothing to stress about the Mavs game. You're up. 27 and yeah, I said pre-flop. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Because that was hope in the Bucks Celtics. It was 45-43 with under five seconds left in the first half. And then yeah. Giannis. First quarter, I was, I was feeling great. First quarter, 26-20. I still don't know what Giannis was doing like on the turnover. Oh, yeah. Oh, at the end of the half? Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Like, they had a couple plays that I was just like, I mean, they're not mentally locked in. Like, they're just – this is stupid. Like, what are they doing? Like, Giannis went down the court like he didn't realize it was the end of the half and he didn't know what to do with the ball and just turned it over. How many point-blank layups did Giannis miss? Yeah, Giannis, I mean, they were off, as man. crazy as it sounds when a guy has 25, 20, and 9, he was a bit off. Yeah. He was, you know, getting to the rim and not finishing, which is very rare. Obviously, the, I mean, point blank the entire – Supporting cast did absolutely nothing, you know, outside of of Giannis. But yeah, it was uh, it was it was surprising to see. I just wondered, you know, he's he's banging every game. He's he's pretty much a cyborg, so I I figure nothing ever gets to him. But it felt like the tank was on empty at the end of that one. You know what it feels like to me? They haven't done a good job of of. Creating more talent around Giannis. Well, your second best player is hurt. Yeah, I know. Chris Middleton, but. They just won the title. I know. DiVincenzo. He shouldn't have been traded. Well, should not have been traded. Yeah, I And think, what happened with Serge Ibaka? Is he hurt? No, they don't need him. Once Lopez was back, Serge Ibaka was expendable. So that trade ended up, it was a trade that was made in the thought that Lopez wouldn't be back or wouldn't be fully healthy for the playoffs. Teams are going smaller. Serge Ibaka is a liability now. 
And the way Lopez was shooting, Dante, I'd rather have a Baca. Dante DiVincenzo. Lopez played well yesterday. I know, finally. Yeah. I mean, he was 0 for the, the series from three going Serge into Baca's the seventh like game. Serge like 900 years old. I don't think, other than a, a scarf that Listen, is Tim, when, 14 when, when your team long. is shooting like the Bucks, where What's you got to try What's Serge Baca going to do? Maybe he might make a shot. Nobody else was. No. And what's crazy, no one on the Celtics was making shots in the first half but Jason Tatum. That's why it was 45-43. And... You know that 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 foul and then the three free throws. It just it seemed like it changed everything. Then Boston came out of the locker room like a whole new team, and Milwaukee basically acted like they had already sent their luggage to the airport. Like it, it was it was fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and we'll see. You know, it's funny. We had we had a tweet come in earlier in the show, and you know I tend to agree with it, it which is. Now, we were talking about Luca. I'll see if I can find the exact tweet here. But uh, we were talking about Luca and you know how well he's been playing. And it was uh, from our guy SMG, and he said Luca gets credit for taking his team this far, but Jimmy Butler is getting glossed over. No difference in rosters, one star, and a bunch of role players. Do you agree with that? Say that one more time. So the thought process is Luca's getting the credit, right. rightfully so, right. for doing what he's been able to do. Right. But the point that SMG was making is that Jimmy Butler's essentially doing the same exact thing. One star role players and getting his team to this point. Uh, I don't I don't think so. Because Kyle Lowry's been to multiple He's hurt. I know, but he's played. He not pl- not he, last series. He played in the Atlanta series. And then he played one game, I thought, in the uh Sixers series. Yeah, but he didn't do anything. I know, but he's all It's like saying Chris Middleton was Bam out of Bayou. Bam out of Bayou is very good. I mean, Bam Adebayo is their second best player. He's very good. Well, when Laurie's healthy, it's Laurie. Then you no, got Oladipo, no, no, who, I mean, he was just offered a hundred plus million dollar contract a year and a half, two years ago, that he turned down. But so, I mean, he's highly thought of. I mean, some of these guys in Dallas. Well, it's like saying you da- know, it's amazing. It's like saying Davis Bertans is a good player but, in Dallas because you know, he got. 80 you know what's million. amazing about Dallas and how they're going to fit into history? When it's all said and done. The Mavs might have been the winner of the James Harden trade because Philly got a old Harden who's not anywhere remotely capable of doing what he used to do in Houston. He was on the Rockets. Wait, are we on the Rockets. That, yeah. well, no, no, hear me out. Hear All me right. out. The Nets got a guy in Ben Simmons who we still haven't seen actually play a basketball game. And because they couldn't just do a straight head-up trade, the Mavs ended up with Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, am I correct? No, Dinwiddie was traded for Kristaps uh, Porzingis at the trade deadline. But Dinwiddie was in the Nets, wasn't he? Dinwiddie signed with the Wizards this offseason. Okay. He was traded. But by the way, that under-the-radar trade deadline move, Kristaps Porzingis for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans uh. is – is like one of the most influential trades, if not the most influential trade of the NBA season. It's crazy. But didn't when he was involved in the Harden from Houston to Brooklyn trade? I can't remember. He signed with Washington this offseason. He was traded to Dallas Mm. from Washington for Kristaps Porzingis. But your point is that Dinwiddie coming off the bench and kind of running the, the bench squad is is a, a a role that he thrives in. He's really excelling. Hope he keeps it up. We will see.
Monty Bull says Warriors and Seth. I got to read you a tweet on the other side of the break, so it's pure genius. Yeah, I guess. I read it. And uh, you could go ahead. Everyone bet the Reds. Good luck. They have nine wins. It's the nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare <laughs>